Welcome to Growth Hack by Poppy Digital. Tips and tricks to master the algorithms from industry insiders. Now here's your host, Julian Espinoza. Welcome back to Growth Hack, where we break down marketing channels like Google, Facebook, Instagram, and show them how to make them work for you. Today's podcast is about podcasting. If you interview guests on your show, you'll want to tune in. So you have a podcast, you have good momentum, but you're starting to run out of guests. Finding guests can be difficult, let alone finding the right guest for your show. In our latest episode, Jessica Rhodes stops by to give you the blueprint you need for finding the best guests and shares how to growth hack your way to success. Welcome, Jessica. Hey, Julian. Thanks for having me. Yeah, really excited to talk about podcasting today. Yes, me too. One thing that I wanted to start out with, and, and we get right into these episodes, is how do you find a great guest? Yeah. So number one, you have to look for people that have experience speaking, whether that's speaking professionally, speaking on podcasts, the best guests have been guests before. This is not their first rodeo. So that's number one. And how to find them? Well, number one, look for podcasts that do that do interviews and search the guests that they have had on the show, listen to those episodes. And if you like those interviews, that's a perfect guest for you. So I think that's the first and most important tip is to book people that have been guests before. What's really interesting is that's the tactic that I've taken. Uh, luckily, we've got a great industry leader, Michael Stelzner with Social Media Examiner, and he's got a great podcast and, and I get a lot of my guests from his show and it, it, it just works. So let's say you've got a guest now, right? How do you go about qualifying them to make sure they're gonna be a good fit for your show? Yeah. So the number one thing is to know, well, why are you doing your show, right? Is it for you and just for networking purposes? Well, then you have to look at who are you trying to network with and for what reason and how will they also value if you do an interview with them? Because you can say, well, I'm going to get so much out of having them on the show, but in order to really get them on the show, you have to communicate what's in it for them, right? Everyone wants to know what's in it for them when they're taking their time on something. If you're doing your podcast to really grow an audience and to provide value to your community, you have to be really clear on what your community needs and wants. What do they like to listen to on your show? What topics? So that way, when you're reaching out to guests, you're qualifying guests based off of the expertise they have. Maybe your audience really likes stories and they like learning from people's journeys. Well, you need to book guests that are excellent storytellers. Not Some people are great experts, but they don't have any stories or they're not good at telling stories. So knowing why you're doing your show and what types of guests will fill that need is how you'll know how to qualify a guest. Do you have any tools, um, spreadsheets, or anything that you go through, like a rubric, if you will? Yeah. So to qualify a guest, I mean, you want to have a unique criteria for your guests for your show. So, you know, knowing like, it, it's it's so different for each podcast, right? I used to book on Built to Sell Radio with John Warlow, and he had a very specific criteria. They had to have sold a business to a third party that was at least over seven figures. So you have to make your criteria um, individually based on your show, based on your criteria and what you're looking for in a guest. And just know that there's gray area. Some people are just not even going to meet that criteria, but you're like, I know I want to talk to them and I know they'd be a great fit. It kind of goes, we, we can go off on this tangent for just a second. There, mm -hmm. There's a lot of shows out there, right? Mm -hmm. We know that there's a lot of podcasts being starting. Right now, it's kind of the trending thing to have a podcast, right? I have a podcast. We're on a podcast, right? It, it's just trendy to have a podcast. And, and a lot of these shows are starting. And 
what I've heard is everyone's just doing the the, the poor man's version of Joe Rogan. How do, you, <laughs> how do you feel about that statement? It's really inauthentic if you're doing the poor man's version of somebody else's show. I think it's important that you have your own creation and it's totally fine to be inspired by somebody else, right? Like we all start somewhere. There are some episodes of mine that just sound like a well, I won't say carbon copy because that's giving myself a lot of credit, but you know, it just sound like an imitation of somebody else's style and that's okay. I mean, that's how we find our style is we have to try different things. We have to try certain, you know, I've tried like narrative styles and like super Q and A and super conversational. I mean, you have to try different things to know what your true voice is and what your style is. So I think it's okay if people are in the phases, in the journey of figuring that out, I don't blame them at all. But if you feel like you've arrived and you're just copying someone else, I I would say, we'll just dig a little deeper. What's find your own style. Cause when you find your own style, then your show really becomes your art. And when it's your art, you'll keep doing it forever. Even if you don't get anything out of it. What I'm seeing a lot, you know, you and I are on clubhouse a lot and we're answering the questions of people who have podcasts a lot. What, what I'm seeing a lot is that people just don't have that awareness. They're not aware that they're an imitation or a poor man's version. I don't think anyone goes out and says, hey, I'm going to create a show just like Joe Rogan. I'm going to copy him and I'm going to do it. I think people um, have seen his sort of like the template that he's created, mm -hmm. right, uh, in, in his show. And, and then they get inspired themselves to create their own version of what that looks like. And in without doing it on purpose, they end up imitating his show. And what I'm seeing is a lot of shows that are interviewing guests from all walks of life, right? So a lot of people will try and pitch us shows and say, hey, my show is from the school gym teacher all the way to the veteran who lost his leg, right? And and everything in between. And is there room for that? Is there like, I mean, I just I, talk yeah. to us about that. I think that you have to be a, I mean, Big celebrities can get away with shows that will talk about anything because people are there for the celebrity. They want to talk to whoever Joe Rogan wants to talk to because he's Joe Rogan. Um, as a no one, right? If you're not a celebrity, it's really difficult to make a show that is for everyone because, you know, it's the whole saying in business, right? If you're making something that's for everyone, it's, it's for no one because people can't figure out, is this for me? Like this episode's cool, but I have no interest in the next one. So just, just know that celebrities can get away with a lot more than people can that don't have a following and that are not a household name. This is coming back to the guest rubric that you're talking about is you had a particular gentleman who had qualifications to his show like, hey, they met a certain they sold a business under a certain type of criteria. And that's very unique. Right. And, and I think that's what I was trying to get through to or what we're trying to get to in this particular episode is really you need to find what your show is and not just interview spectacular people. It probably requires more so someone with some more fame, with some more notoriety to be able to keep it general, but 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 be specific about what solution. I think one of the one of my favorite uh quotes I've heard from John Lee Dumas is uh, find the best solution to a real problem. And the way he qualifies that is he says, don't find the 731st solution to a problem. Find the best solution to a real problem, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I think that that really comes down to um, 
your your content and your guests, right? And that's why I'm so excited to have yeah. you on the show talking about guests. So let's say you you you've done what you can, you've narrowed down your audience, but your guest isn't uh, the interview didn't go well. Right. Uh, and what I mean by go well wasn't that you were yelling at each other, but the show, when you went back and listened to the episode, it was like, man, we really didn't get to focus on what we needed to focus on. It didn't, it just didn't go well. Um, yeah. and, and you're afraid to publish it because of, you know, just it, it, it's, it doesn't meet your standards. Mm-hmm. What advice do you have? Well, I want to give some advice on how to prevent that from happening because that's first. And then, and then we'll go through some like, okay, what happens when that does happen? So number one, it all comes down to the prep and really taking responsibility for your role as the host. I mean, think about these huge NPR shows where they're interviewing like nobody's in the middle of nowhere. Those are fantastic interviews and those are not seasoned guests, right? So number one, look at your role as the host. What prep did you do? Did you read their book? Did you listen to them on other shows? Like, What did you do to prepare? So number one, like just take accountability and responsibility for your skill as an interviewer. And then number two, prepare, you know, do a prep call, do a pre-call with the guest. So you guys are on the same page because a lot of hosts don't do that. And they get on the line with a guest, they do the interview and it didn't go well, but the guests thought they were doing one thing. It's, they weren't on the same page. And so if you can do a pre-call and get on the same page about, here's what I wanna talk about, here's what would make you a great guest, here's how I can set you up for success, you can have a much better experience. Now, let's say you do all that and it still doesn't go well. I've seen a lot of hosts do this and I think this is really smart. You just put a disclaimer at every step of the way when you're booking and scheduling, I have the right to not publish this episode if it doesn't meet certain standards. You know, and I, I was just on a show that I saw that and I knew it would air, I'm a great guest, but I saw that and I was like, oh, that's that's smart. And it tells me as a guest, I better do a great job because if it doesn't go well, he might not air it. So just letting people know up front that like, I only put out the best quality content on my podcast. And if it doesn't go well, um, it doesn't go well. Now, if there was a tech issue, like I was sharing with you that I had that happen, I'll redo it. I'll let the guests know, like, I cannot air this. It sounds like crap, but I do want to re-record the episode so I can get this interview out there. I think there, there's a message in there, right? And the message is when you're when you're looking at your show and you're and you're listening to what you've recorded, you know, really take the time to really think like, someone's going to take time out of their day to listen to this, right? If you really think about what we're doing as a podcast medium, we're asking to retain the attention for someone of 10, 20 to 30 minutes, right? If your show goes any longer, I don't know about that, right? But Joe Rogan's not not a good example. (laughs) Um, So, but my point is that if you're asking for the attention of someone for that amount of time, I mean, don't you think it makes sense to really sit down and listen to these episodes and really go through them? And and I got to tell you, I've had a growth moment in my own show. It wasn't till episode, I know this will sound crazy, but it wasn't till episode 12 where I sat with the editor himself and I listened to every part of my episode and we went bit by bit by bit. And we're like, knock that out, knock that out, knock that out. We were taking 45 minute sessions and we were cutting them down to under 20 minutes. And then what's helped since then is through that process is now I know how to be really specific, really on point, right? And know how to ask direct questions where this episode isn't going to be more than about 15 minutes. Yep. You know, with that being said, let's get to the final thoughts. What final Mm -hmm. thoughts do you have around guests? And then at the end, please, you know, plug yourself. Yeah. (laughs) So Final thoughts around guests is 
really know that podcasting is a relationship building strategy. Yes, you will have an audience, you will get visibility, all that good stuff. But when you're doing a show that has guests, this is a way for you to build relationships. So all of the things that we as humans and entrepreneurs have learned about relationship building, use that when you're podcasting and when you're interviewing people, provide value to them, serve them, make them look good, ask them, you know, all of those things. So really just look at this as a way for you to build relationships in business. And um, yeah, as far as a plug, interviewconnections.com. We can book your guests. We can get you booked on podcasts and you can check out everything we're doing at our website, interviewconnections.com. We are an award-winning booking agency. We won an award for the best podcast specialty guest booking agency this year. And we've been in the business the longest. Um, we were the first to market. And the reason that that is important is because when you invest in a service to help you get connected with people, you want the service that has the most connections um, and the best reputation in the marketplace because they can get you in with people or with shows that don't that that wouldn't answer your emails or wouldn't answer the assistant you hire. So, um, and I could go on and on, but I'll respect your time. <laughs> I appreciate that. And and our guest time. Basically, you are the PR of yeah. of a podcast in in a sense, right? Yep. And we're incredibly niche. We only do podcasting. We don't spread ourselves thin by saying, oh, we'll do this. We'll do this. Like we are, we live and breathe podcasting. Love that. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Jessica. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye.